bringing the world three days and 50 miles closer to a cure for multiple sclerosis. Whether walker or crew, veteran or new, join us as we share news and memories of an MS Challenge walk. What's up, walkers and crew? After months of silence and feet of snow, we are back. This is Ken Gagne of MS Challenge Talk, bringing to you the news and updates and advice you need to accomplish three days and 50 miles or two days and 50 kilometers of MS Challenge Walk, finding a cure for multiple sclerosis by hiking across Cape Cod with the National Multiple Sclerosis Society, Greater New England Chapter. The official dates for this year's event are Saturday and Sunday, September 7th and 8th, 2013, where we'll be walking 30 miles or roughly 50 kilometers. The usual Friday kickoff to the event is optional this year in observance of Rosh Hashanah. If you elect into that day, then you'll be walking three days and 50 miles. All details are at msnewengland.org. Thank you to everyone who has remained subscribed to this show over the many months. I hope you enjoyed our last 20 episodes in which we interviewed dozens of volunteers for the MS Society about how they accomplished this superhuman feat. We are back today to give you advice on how you can be one of the few, the chosen, the heroes that are bringing this world closer to a cure for multiple sclerosis. We recently had an event at the Waltham office of the MS Society called Jumpstart Your Fundraising. Captains, crew, and walkers were invited to share their stories and advice about how you go about recruiting and fundraising for this remarkable event. I am here today to share with you snippets of the three hours of audio that we captured that day. Don't worry, you don't need to sit through all three. I've done the editing for you. There are three voices you'll be hearing on today's podcast. First is Michael Derrick, whose father, Jim Derrick, has MS. Together they walk with the Lombardi Party. You'll briefly hear from me about your letter-writing campaign. Jack Enright spoke on this topic at the Jumpstart Your Fundraising meeting, just as he did last May. Jack's audio from last year can be heard in the previous episode of this show, where we interviewed Heather Hancock. This year, I briefly followed up with some additional advice. Finally, you'll hear from Don Hockman of Don's Soul Patrol about his team's sustainable fundraising efforts. Those are three highlights from the Jumpstart Your Fundraising meeting, and we'll be back next week with another episode of MS Challenge Walk, where you'll hear from three more. So stay tuned, because here we go. I went down there with uh, with my girlfriend at the time, no affiliation other than my father's affliction with this disease, and um, I think that that's the keys. Even if people go down there really not without, they don't, they've never been there before, and maybe they don't have a team, you instantly have a team when you get down there. So it was just the two of us walking, but you see familiar faces every day, and you know, it really comes down to, you know, like Kevin said, you know, once you're done with it, there is no question in your mind whether or not you're going back. It's how can I go back? Well, no, I will go back again. And how can I get other people to join me? And that really is the key for new teams, you know, and we, and we talk in terms of teams and whatnot, but we really are, are one team. So one walker for you guys is one walker for everybody. And, and, it, you really do need the experience. You need you need to try to get to somebody to commit and and get them down there because you will have a, a lifelong walker once you get them. And so you know when uh, she and I went down there and we, and we finished it, I, I instead of going back to school, I went back to my house to tell my dad pull all of our resources, not to say that the Easton Walk isn't great because we need all those, but I said, we are putting all of our eggs in, in this basket here because this is the walk that we need to do. This is the experience that we need to continue, you know, doing and move forward as a team. And 
here we are two, three years later, and now we're the Lombardi party, and, but we really have this, this has been just such a great experience. And it started with just committing and going down for one weekend. I do almost all my fundraising comes from postal letters. I send out about 140 letters every spring, all with self-addressed envelopes. I include my personal story, a link to my, my website. I write a different letter every year. Same story, of course. I'm not making up people who have MS. But um, I, I go for different themes. Like, I, I try to guilt them. I try to be funny. The most response I ever got was from a letter where I wrote about how much I hate this event. Because, come on, who does this for fun? Three days, 50 miles, your back is aching, the costs are hard, the spaghetti sucks. <laughs> Give me money so that we can find a cure and I don't have to do this anymore. However, what I really want to tell you about is that I have three brothers, and, you know, my mom has MS, their mom has MS, but they're not quite as active in their uh, pursuit of a cure as I am. Uh, some of them donate, some of them don't, but they all have something to give me. So one year I went to my brother, who is the richest and fittest of my three brothers, and I said, join my team, do the walk with me. And he said, no. I'm like, well, big surprise there. I'm like, okay, if you won't give me your time, give me your address book. And he did. And I wrote a letter as if I was him. And I showed it to him before I sent it, but I said, <laughs> I said, hey guys, my mom has MS and my brother Ken is doing a walk to find a cure. Will you consider helping him find a cure for my mom's M MS, your friend Dan? And I sent it to all of Dan's friends. And a good chunk of them donated to me. And now I established that direct connection because they were mailing their checks right to me. And in the future years, I said... I, I wrote them letters saying, hey, thank you for supporting me last year. I'm doing this walk again. Your friend, Ken. You know, and after that first year, I didn't need my brother anymore. Not that I ever did. <laughs> um, but, yeah, if, if your friends, whether or not they donate, I mean, whether or not they're going to write a check or join your team, get them to and recruit their network. Because, you know, it's like on Facebook and on LinkedIn. You have your friends, and then you have your friends of friends. Friends of friends of friends. It just it keeps getting exponentially bigger. The more people who you can get to ask for you, the more revenue you'll get toward your fundraising. So ask for their time, ask for their money, and ask for their address books. When Kevin asked me about talking about sustainable events, I said to myself, why me? I mean, I don't have a sustainable event. After I thought about it, it kind of clicked in. But a little bit of background, I was diagnosed with MS in 98. Um, my daughter and I started the walk 10 years ago. This will be our 11th walk. And on the way, we've added family members. This year, we're lucky enough to have 12 on our team. Congratulations. So we've, we've increased that. Over the years, we've kind of, we've kind of ebbed and flowed with, with um, walkers. Um, in January, you got 12. We expect 25 now. <laughs> um, but pretty much our fundraising had been an individual basis. Um, I was pretty fortunate in my ability to raise money, um, but it didn't, it didn't really work for us for all these years. So we decided that we needed a name change. Our, our team initially was Inspiration. And... It sounded kind of cutesy, but it didn't really do much for us. Um, so last year we decided to change our name. My son, this is my son's idea. 
to join Soul Patrol. Um, and we decided that, that we're gonna, we're gonna put our, our effort into, into events. And not just everybody works so hard on trying to raise money on an individual basis. So we had two events last year. Uh, we had one at Kimball Farms. And what we did was, was we thought about this and we tried to target different groups so that we're not looking at the same people for whatever events we have. Kimball's look like, all right, family event. So we decided on that. And one of the problems we had at that point was we really didn't give ourselves enough time to promote the event. And although it wasn't tremendously successful, um, we had a great time. The people that came loved it um, and gave us a lot of good ideas. <clears throat> One of the things we do is we, we get these ideas from meetings like this. The lottery tree. Why not? So we decided that, okay, we're going to make a part of that a part of this event. We did. We got, I think, a little over $400 for the lottery tree. But as we're doing this, I'm, I'm thinking, all right, here we are in Kimball's. We're in a part of a tent, and there's hundreds of people walking by. Why are we in the tent? So we've established this same event for next year or for this year, I guess now. Um, and we're going to take it outside the tent so that we can try to capture all these people that, that walk by and, and don't even notice us in a lot of cases. Um, so Kimball's was a, was a good deal, um, and we're looking to make that a better deal. Our largest event was, was our Boston Harbor cruise. Um, and like I say, this was the first time we've done these things, so we really didn't have a lot of expertise in how to approach this, what we need to do. So we kind of went in a little blind. Um, and once again, promotion was not our, our, our focal point. So um, we held the event. Uh, we were fortunate enough um, to raise about $7,000 gross, um, which was trem uh, tremendous for us. Um, one of the things we did during that event uh, was we we figured that all right, everybody's on the boat, they're having a good time, but they need to know specifically why they're here. <clears throat> so one of the things I was able to do was relate to them my MS story, which I was fortunate enough to present a few challenge walks ago. Um, I'd like to think that because of that, one of our guests who's an attorney in Boston, after the fact, donated another $2,000, wow. which was a, a terrific on his part. Um, but some of the things we learned were to really target your audience. You know, set up your event and then target the audience you want to you reach out for that. One of the things I have trouble with is, is information retention. Uh, my MS doesn't always work in my best interest. So I need to rely on some notes. Um, but one of the things I want to do is, is indicate that um, timing is important for these events. You need to give people enough time so they can work their schedules and coordinate their time so they can partake of the event. Um, <clears throat> the way they pay for the event needs to be 
as easy and as free-flowing as possible. Um, so if that's the check, fine. If that's credit cards, then, you know, you can, you can do that. The MS has the ability to allow people to play, pay using credit cards, which is, which was great for us. That generated a lot of business for us. Um, need to prepay as best you can get people to pay you, um, in advance of the event. One of the things I think that's important when the event is going on is that you have time to go and mingle with your guests. And, and you're not bogged down with worrying about details. And I think that was a very important aspect. Um, another thing that was helpful to us, I think, was, was to develop a kind of a, a, a agenda for what was going to happen on the boat at what time so that we, we were not kind of hitting and miss on, on things, but everything was kind of organized and we could follow some kind of a plan. Um, you need to have MS information available so people can, um, when, they're, when they're leaving, um, you know, take that with them. Um, and, and one of the things you need to do is, is while the event is going on, you know, look for future possibilities. You know, I mean, they're out there. And a lot of times we just, we just don't see them and don't grasp them. And we end up saying, what if? Well, if the opportunities are there, you need to, you need to get a hold of them and grab them and, and incorporate them. Um, another thing that I thought was important was to, <clears throat> as a team, uh, when this, this, uh, power cruise was over, to line up as people were, were disembarking and thank them all personally for coming. Um, and then the other thing was to follow up with a thank you via letter or email um, and encourage them um, to join you again the next year. Um, some of the things that, that came up during this meeting, which I kind of made notes on, um, was, was the idea of seizing opportunities. Um, and these can happen every day of your life. Um, you have to recognize what the opportunities are and then take control of them. Um, establishing an account. I'd never, ever thought about that until this meeting last year. Um, but we're always in the same boat as, as taking money out of our, out of our pockets um, to try to cover certain expenses. Um, so with Kevin's guidance, um, my daughter and I established a bank account, and uh, we, we did that. We, we gave ourselves some seed money that we have for this year. Um, so as expenses come up, as gifts come up or whatever, we have some money uh, available to, to get those immediately. One of the things Kevin said, which I kind of struck me, um, was one of his comments was, bless you, was that, was that you're in this forever. Um, well, I don't want to be in this forever. I'm tired of having MS. And what we're all in this room for is to generate monies um, to find a cure. Um, I'm one of the first guys. Kevin's the first one in line, but I know a lot of us are right behind him in that, uh, in that opportunity. Um, so we have developed uh, or established dates for our, our two major events for this year, and I'll be uh, 
posting them on the blog, so everyone will know that. Um, and and one other thing, we talked about. I talked about seizing the opportunity. One of the things that I, and this is just a random, the tragedy in Newtown. <coughs> I remember after the fact reading the paper and they put little stories about about all the all the children. One of the ones that that struck me was um, a young boy. Um, who loved Victor Cruz, who was a wide receiver for the Giants, New York Giants. And Victor Cruz took the time to write this boy's name and some little words on the bottom of his cleats um, and wore those cleats in, in a, one of the Giants games. And that kind of struck me as, as, you know, something, a really nice gesture on his part. So I took the opportunity to write the New York Giants um, and to explain to them that that I'm older than most of you people. When I grew up, the New York Giants were the team. We didn't have the Patriots. So we were all New York Giants fans. So I asked, I, I just wanted him to know how much I, just as as an individual, appreciated what he had done. And the other thing is, this young boy got buried in his football jersey. So I did that. I'm not expecting anything. You, you write to these organizations and you don't expect to hear anything back. Um, and I heard back from someone in public relations who thanked me um, for taking the time to write. I told him, by the way, that, that although I'm a Patriots, although I, I root for the Patriots, I said I, I am an ex-New York Giants football fan, so please consider that. Now, it hasn't got me anywhere yet, um, but I did receive something back, and I'm hoping that who knows what will happen with this in the future. But once again, these are the opportunities you have in front of you, and maybe maybe they're not going to work, but at least if you take the effort, who knows where, where they're going to lead to. Um, that's about all I have. Um, like I say, um, plan your event, take the time to ensure that the event is going to go smoothly. Um, solicit um, people that, that you need to uh, touch, touch base with. Um, and, that's, and that's about it. Um, one of the things we did on the cruise was, was try to generate some income um, by holding some silent auctions. But this is nothing new. I mean, most people do this, but um, these are just little things that generate, um, in some cases, some significant dollars. Um, so that's that's my spiel. And I know it doesn't give you much in sustainable events. But, um, well, are you doing it again? Do what? The, car, yeah. the, the cruise? No, yeah. we gave up. I find that hard to believe. No. no, we've already got the date established. That's a sustainable exactly. event. Yeah. Well, thanks, Don. I appreciate Thank you. it. You have heard some of the best and brightest ideas to come from the latest Jumpstart Your Fundraising meeting. There will be an episode next week with more great ideas where you'll be hearing from Ann Scannell, Steve Urquhart, and Zuma McCook. Thank you to everybody who spoke and who attended at this event. Thank you to Kevin Lombardi who organized the event.
We hope to have more Jumpstart Your Fundraising meetings. So stay tuned to this podcast, to our challenge blog and its event calendar, to our Facebook and to our Twitter. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to MS Challenge Talk's first episode of calendar year 2013. There's more to come. This has been MS Challenge Talk. Find more episodes, read our blog, or send feedback by visiting us on the web at www.challengetalk.org. Thank you.